This is a Shock Podcast. Shock. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that looked at the FA Cup final and went, haven't we been through this before? Today we have Karami Kamil. What's happening, guys? He looked at the FA Cup final and went, haven't we been through this before? <laughs> and uh, of course, there's Nicholas John. Hello, hello. He looked at the FA Cup final and went, haven't we been through this before? <laughs> <laughs> I am Faisal American. I am feeling a huge sense of deja vu. Uh, first up, Liverpool are halfway through to winning the quadruple. Uh, they beat Chelsea in the FA Cup final via penalty shootout after the match ended nil-nil at the end of extra time. Now, haven't we been through this before? Oh yeah, it was similar to the uh, Reds' uh, League Cup final triumph in February. Uh, meanwhile, Mo Salah and Virgil van Dijk were substituted due to injury concerns, but that was more of a precautionary move ahead of the EPL title run-in as well as the uh, Champions League final. As for Chelsea, it means they will end the season without any major trophies. Oh Well, they did lift the UEFA Super Cup and Club World Cup, but like Nick said, uh, no one counts those unless you're a supporter. Yeah, those don't count. Uh, uh, Despite the scoreline, I I felt it was an entertaining final. Uh, Both sides had chances. Both sides hit the woodwork. And like you mentioned, you know, uh, Salah was taken off uh, as a precaution. We we didn't know that. I mean, we, we... at the time, it seemed like an injury. But I think that was also a factor why the match remained goalless. Uh, we spoke in the last show about how Liverpool have the stronger firepower. I think that is still the case. And I think that if Salah had stayed on, the outcome would have been quite different. Uh, but in the end, it was Liverpool who prevailed, which I guess is a, is a testament to their mental strength, you know, because they're battling uh, on all three fronts. They're going for the quadruple. And to keep their wits about them, and win the shootout is, is, is quite an achievement. You know, it, it's not easy playing with, with so much pressure. And for Chelsea, I, I, I guess it, it doesn't help that they're going through this period of uncertainty, you know, with, with the takeover and all that. They've been uncharacteristically hot and cold this season, you know, not as consistent as fans would expect them to be. And under normal circumstances... I, I'd say they'd be due for a bit of a revamp in the summer. You know, they've got some some key players who are on their way out. But because they're not allowed to buy new players or offer new contracts until this ownership matter is sorted out, Chelsea are in a bit of a, a state of limbo at the moment. And the longer it drags on, the later Chelsea can enter the summer transfer market if they get to enter the market at all. So, um, yeah, contrasting fortunes. You know, it's, it's looking worrying for Chelsea moving forward and, and you know, very bright... Uh, days ahead for Liverpool. Yeah, I, Nick has covered everything about, about <laughs> the match, so I have nothing to say except uh, when Mo Salah was brought out of the game, right? Uh, previously, he posted on Instagram saying that he has settled to score against Real Madrid in the Champions League final. So when he was injured, I guess, in the match, I, w- I, was, I was like, I was watching the game and I was like, uh, Real Madrid don't even need Sergio Ramos to keep Salah out of the match. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but it was I I thought it was a great match. Uh, like Nick said, it was entertaining. Uh, I just I just hope that it ended in regulation. I really really hate it when it comes to penalty shootouts. Uh, it was it was great for Simicas, and it, unfortunately for the, for the Chelsea player who missed the spot kick, uh, he caused he caused his team uh, a trophy this season. That's three FA Cup finals already, right, for Chelsea? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the Premier League, Arsenal's Champions League qualification hopes are out of their hands. Uh, the Gunners lost 2-0 to uh, Newcastle to lie in fifth place in the standings with just one match remaining. Uh, they're two points behind fourth place Tottenham who beat Burnley 1-0. Uh, last week, our general consensus was that uh, fourth place is uh, Spurs' to lose. Guys, do we still feel the same way? No, we don't. Of course we don't, Faisal. Spurs has a two-point lead with one game remaining. So, Arsenal made a big boo-boo. Uh, Arteta, I think, got got this one wrong. I don't think it has anything to do with his tacticals. I thought Newcastle was just... Newcastle just came out ready to play and Arsenal wasn't. Um, it should have... Newcastle should have won the, the match by more than two goals, uh, I think. Uh, they were brilliant. Saint Maximin, I thought, had a couple of chances that went begging. Uh, so the so did Callum Wilson, who was back from injury after since November, if I'm not mistaken, or December. I thought they played great. Um, Arsenal players did not show up. Uh, the youngsters, I maybe maybe the Arsenal youngsters was a bit tired through uh, at the end of the season. Uh, Bukayo Saka, Emil Smith Rowe, just to name a few. Uh, Ramsdale did not look quite convincing in that match. He made a couple of mistakes. Uh, fortunately, he wasn't punished. But from having a three or four point lead in the fourth spot to secure a Champions League uh, uh, Champions League spot, I thought Arsenal Arsenal really really bottled it this this time round. Um, it's not good for Ateta. Uh, I'm not sure how he will pick his team up. For the last match this season, I think Spurs would have will have an easier easier fixture. Um, it's it's very difficult for Arsenal to see Spurs lose the last match and for them to win it. They can win it, but for Spurs to lose the last match, I don't see it coming. Well, Europa League says hello to Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I completely agree. You know, because Arsenal have got. Everton coming up. Uh, Everton themselves are in a you know bit of a relegation battle, so that's not going to be an easy match. And then, like you said, like Tottenham versus Norwich is is you know three points to Spurs lah there. So once again, like you said, Arsenal have somehow managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory and and miss out on the Champions League again. But I just want to point out, Karam, that now officially both the teams that you support this season <laughs> suck. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna support Liverpool now for the Champions League final. <laughs> no. Okay. By the way, to the Arsenal fans out there, to all the to all the Arsenal fans, this is why put other fans make fun of your club. You know, this is one of the reasons why because you just need to win the match. Okay, albeit you lost to Spurs two 0 Okay, that's that's fine. It's a it's a great match. It's a North London derby. We get it. But to lose 2-0 against Newcastle without even your players showing up, well, that shows something, right? Again, I get it that the, the team is quite young. But from my take, I think the quality in the Arsenal camp 
she was enough, should be enough mm-hmm. to see off Newcastle, but that did not happen. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, like you said, um, it's a young team. Do you think nerves had a part in it? I think it was down to fatigue because they were still young. Um, they've played a lot of matches, but I, I'm not sure whether Nick uh, Nick agrees with me. Um, I, I think at this stage of the season, everybody's got games back to back and all that. So you you can't really blame fatigue because everybody is is kind of in the same boat. Uh, and and if, if Arsenal is going to use fatigue as an excuse, then Newcastle can say, "Well, we have fatigue, but we won." You know. So I guess the only one who 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 can't use fatigue as an excuse is United because they they. <laughs> They kind of like wrapped up most of their fixtures pretty early on. <laughs> now, in other EPL matches, uh, Man City avoided a major banana skin when they fought back to a 2-0 draw against West Ham. Uh, City were 2-0 down at halftime, uh, but they earned a point. They could have gotten all three if uh, Riyad Mahrez converted his late penalty. Uh, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but this isn't the first time that he fluffed the spot kick, right? Especially uh, uh, when the pressure is on his shoulders. Yeah, he had. He does have a bit of a track record for for fluffing it on on big occasions. But I think that the bigger question is why didn't City assign the spot kick to Kevin De Bruyne, for example? You know, he's the more informed player at the moment, and with so much at stake, I personally would have felt more comfortable with him taking the penalty. Um, but overall, I think City were were a little bit poor in the first half. You know, they they were all over the place at points. They lacked organization, and and West Ham were allowed to to almost uh, run riot. But it was a completely different second half, and and the way City were pressuring the West Ham defense, it was almost just endless battering. It's no surprise that they managed to to draw level. But then, like you said, you know, City missed a golden opportunity to take all three points when when Maris missed the spot kick. So. It, it remains to be seen just how crucial that miss was. And I guess we'll find out on the final day of the season. I thought Bernardo Silva could also take the spot kick, right? Because I think among those, among the players that City have, I think Bernardo Silva was, Bernardo Silva is one of the most, I mean, most composed, most calm players to take, to take the spot kick. He has done it under pressure. But... Okay, Mahrez has also taken the, some spot kicks for City. Unfortunately, he missed this time. But again, for the two goals that, that West Ham scored, that City conceded, I think it was because, okay, like Nick said, uh, West Ham defended well. They were solid at the back. They were disciplined. And they did catch City on the counter. But Fernandinho playing at centre-back in the first half, I think he wasn't quite convincing. He made a few mistakes. Uh, I think in the second half, Antonio could have made it 3-0 or was it 3-1 when uh, Fernandinho made a back pass and it was well read by Mikel Antonio. He just could not get it over Edison. Uh, if he did, it would have been totally a different game. Um, we've, we've predicted this, right? Because we knew that City was going to have a hard time against West Ham at home. So it was lucky for City to come back from the two-goal deficit. Right. Um, despite this, City could still uh, wrap up the title in midweek. Um, with one game remaining, they are four points ahead of Liverpool. Um, the title will be City's if uh, Liverpool mess it up against Southampton. 
Now, guys, uh, what do you think is more likely? Liverpool losing against the Saints or me getting a date with a hot model? <laughs> <laughs> it depends, Faisal, whether I'm rooting for Liverpool or the Saints. <laughs> Yeah, but, but but I think based on uh, not not track record, based based on their recent run of matches, I think it's it's highly unlikely that that Liverpool are going to bottle this because uh, Southampton they lost to Brentford, they lost to Crystal Palace, they drew with Brighton, they lost to Burnley. So going up against a, a stronger side like Liverpool, I, I think it's it's safe to say that that Liverpool are going to get this one lah. Yeah, I agree with Nick. I think it's 80% Liverpool unless James Ward-Prowse, one of the players who were nominated for nominated for the player of the season, uh, have something to offer for Southampton. But besides him, I don't see Southampton winning the match. Now, in other results at the weekend, uh, Aston Villa and Crystal Palace drew one all. Leeds and Brighton also drew one all. Leicester, Hammett Watford, 5-1. Brentford pipped Everton 3-2 and Wolves and Norwich ended level at 1-0. Elsewhere in the world of sports, uh, we are now in the final week of the SEA Games in Vietnam. Be sure to catch the national contingent and cheer them on live on Astro. Well, that wraps it up for yet another episode of the Potball Sportscast. But before we go, I just want to paraphrase the great Ash Barty. You know, sometimes we really try hard, but we don't get the outcome that we're hoping for. Just remember that your happiness is not dependent on results. What matters is you tried your best. So stay awesome. Keep on trying your best. I am Faisal Merigan. I am Karami Kamil. And I'm Nicholas John. 